Welcome to this week's episode of Pharmacy Revenue Cycle News. This topic is one that we've been discussing for a number of years, how to bill for pharmacist services when they are provided in an area that is registered as a physician office or a place of service 11. I know a number of Medicare administrative contractors or MACs have issued an individual guidance to some facilities, but we have not seen this language in a rule before. Agatha, do you want to give us some background? Sure, Maxie, I'd be happy to. This information was actually published in the annual physician fee schedule final rule that for calendar year 2021 was published on December 28th of 2020 in the Federal Register. It included instructions on the billing of services provided by pharmacists that are incident to physician services in the physician office setting. And as you mentioned, that's a place of service code 11 um, that's billed by a physician on an 837P or a CMS 1500 claim form. Let me hit a few of the key elements that were in the rule. Medication management is covered under both Medicare Part B and Part D. When the services are provided and paid for under Part D benefit, that same service is not also reportable or paid under Part B. Pharmacists fall within the regulatory definition of auxiliary personnel that's in the Code of Federal Regulations. Payers other than Medicare may consider pharmacists to be a qualified healthcare professional or a QHCP and provide them with direct payment, but there is no Medicare statutory benefit allowing pharmacists to enroll, bill, or receive direct payment from the physician fee schedule services. Pharmacists are not among the physicians and QHPs that can furnish and bill for the ENM visit codes because levels two through five, and that's 99202 through 99205, are by definition only performed and directly reported by physicians or other qualified health practitioners. For example, when time is selected to visit, to select the visit level, only the time of the physician or the QHP is actually counted. However, pharmacists may provide services that are incident to the services of the physician, and they must be an integral part of the service of the physician in the diagnosis or treatment of an injury or illness. Pharmacists must provide these services under the appropriate level of supervision, which is direct in the physician office setting, and must be acting within their scope of practice and any applicable laws or rules and regulations. Maxie, there was another provision um, in the rule that services that are already paid by Medicare under Part D can't be billed again under Part B, which is, of course, the physician office portion. Do you want to walk us through the distinction of what's already paid under a Part D benefit? Yeah, Agatha, I think that's a really important part of the rule. When medication management is offered as a part of the Part D benefit, Part B payment is also not available for the services included in the Part D dispensing fees. This includes pharmacist time and checking the, the computer for information about the individual's coverage, measurement or mixing of the Part D drug, filling the container, and physically providing or delivering the completed prescription to the Part D beneficiary. 
It also does not include the screening for potential drug therapy problems due to things such as therapeutic duplication, age, gender-related contraindications, potential over or underutilization, drug-drug interactions, incorrect drug dose or duration of drug therapy, you know, the drug allergy contraindications, or the clinical abuse or misuse. I want to clarify one other point, though, in the rule that also mentions the CPT code 99211. By definition, the CPT code 99211 is an office or outpatient visit for the evaluation and management of an established patient. That may not require the presence of a physician or qualified or other qualified health professional. Usually, the presenting problems are minimal. The levels two through five codes can only be performed by a qualified health professional. So the services provided by a pharmacist can only contribute to the billing of a 99211 code under the current Medicare law. This code is not recognized for patient in a hospital outpatient department, but is payable in a physician office setting. Agatha, there was an interesting note at the end of the section. Do you want to share it? Uh, yes, this was interesting language, Maxie. It said that CMS agrees that some of the commenters said that under the general CPT framework currently in place, pharmacists could be considered as qualified healthcare providers or clinical staff, depending upon their role in a given service. However, CMS reiterated and restated that under current Medicare law, CMS does not have the ability to pay or even price services that are furnished and billed directly by pharmacists. However, CMS did acknowledge that new coding might be useful to identify particularly models of care, and they cite collaborative practice agreements that would be useful in the future. So we're hopeful that a stakeholder group will be convened by CMS in the near future to address payment for these pharmacist services. Maxie, it's time for our shout outs. My favorite part, we have four shout outs for you today. First one, under the current Medicare law, pharmacists may provide clinical services in a physician office setting incident to the professional services um, similar to other clinical staff and within their scope of practice. But other physicians or, are limited to billing only CPT codes 99211 for these services as the levels two through five can only be performed and reported by a qualified health professional. Secondly, the current Medicare law does not allow pharmacist services to be billed directly to CMS when furnished in a physician office. Third, services included in the Part D benefits cannot also be billed to Part B and include some of the medication therapy management services in addition to the preparation and dispensing of that drug. And then lastly, other payers may have different instructions on billing for the pharmacist services or individual agreements may be negotiated with commercial payers. Our goal is simple. We're taking complex information and making it practical. Until our next episode, this is Maxie Freemel and Agatha Nolan providing you with tips for increasing your pharmacy revenue.